learned about society and sports, racism in sports. Hey, look, I served in the military. 20 plus years in the United States Army, retired officer, three combat tours to Iraq. Now, this is when he was in his raw, raw state. I mean, meat eating, raw, rare, eating flesh, all kind of this carnivorous, this mean and scary guy. And, uh, we wanted to just share with y'all, maybe even crow a little bit on where our Lakers are right now. We're with the Dodgers and the Braves and Dodgers getting the brakes beat off of them. And when games don't turn the ball over, and that's their bugaboo is turning the ball over and giving up too many points on defense. The defense hasn't shown up yet for 2020. This episode of Take It to the House is brought to you by Mesa Trophies and Plaques. Now, take it to the house. I'm Timothy Hoover, and I'm taking it to the house. I'm Vic Herbin III, and I'm taking it to the house. So I have to break protocol a little bit. I know last week I said we're going to put a wrap on the NBA season. We'd be complete, and we can move on to baseball and football. However, while I was basking in our success last week, I thought I was pretty, I thought I was pretty good. I thought I was pretty fair. I was gracious in victory. I wasn't rubbing it in the face of anyone, but I received a host of fan hate mail in my Twitter account, in my email. And you know by who? Celtics fan. I'm trying to Uh-oh. enjoy the mutual respect that we both won 17 championships. Yet Timely, time and time again, I'm keep getting these doggone texts and Twitter's talking about, well, you all need to have an asterisk next to this. This doesn't really count. An asterisk next to our 2020 championship? So I, I, I was stunned because, again, I thought that we'd be in a position of mutual respect. I thought we could celebrate each other's success. I know they're our arch rival, but there's still some level of respect. But they had shots fired. Shots fired. But I'm about to get nuclear right now. So I, I got to say this. Let me say this to Celtics fan. So we go ahead and eliminate this debate off the bat. You need 11 asterisks next to your championships. 11. That's right. 11. Let, let's, let's look at this. Let's dig deep into NBA history. 11 championships. Celtics won 11 championships from 1957 to 1969. Quite dominant. Quite dominant. Meanwhile, the Lakers, we won five championships from 1949 to 1954. But you know what? The league had eight to 14 teams in it. You want to sit there and bask on 11 championships when you had eight to 14 teams? Are you serious? The playoff bubble had more than 14 teams in it. So let's, 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 let's equal this out. Again, 1957 to 1969, 11 championships for the Celtics. Great job. Awesome work. But let's, let's balance this thing out. 1970 to 2020. 1970-2020, the Celtics won six championships. Hmm. So in 1974, the league went to 18 teams. In 1976, the team went to 22 teams in the league. In 81, went to 23 teams. And that lasted the same until 2008, when we went to 32 teams. Again, Celtics won six championships from 1970 to 2020. Well, let's just take away 2020. 1970 to 2008. Meanwhile, the Los Angeles Lakers won 12 championships from 1970 to 2020. 
12. So you mean to tell me as the league got more competitive, as the league grew, our team became more dominant. So don't sit here and talk to me about an asterisk for a 2020 season. Again, where the tournament bubble had more than the whole league in 1949, 1957, 1960s. An asterisk? Come on, Celtic fan. Come up to the club. And the words of Ice Cube, and the words of Ice Cube and West Side Connection, bow down to a player that's greater than you. West Side? Bro, I'm good now. I'm good. I'm, I had to get that off my chest. I'm sorry. No, it ain't over. It's not over. You mentioned Celtics. I want to ask you, have they been found yet? Because last I saw, they were on a bubble milk carton. Okay? I haven't seen the Celtics lately. They got bounced by Miami. They were projected to win or be in the series to be in the big dance this particular year. And where were you? Miss me again, Celtic fan. My brother said, we want a mutual respect, mutual admiration. We want to say... Celtic fan, you have done well over the time, but when you come with this visceral, we hey, we 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 we're gonna have to bounce back, okay? We're gonna have some slap back with us. No, no asterisks to this particular uh, uh, win or this championship. What we deserve, what we deserve, is a star to go through what we've gone through, and 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 Vic just listed all that we've had to go through to include better competition and better athletes as the league was growing. To have this many championships, you got to recognize that we have and we deserve respect. No, the mountaintop now is crowned with two kings. And we're going to let you, you know, kind of have a little bit of that because you actually got there first, Celtic and Celtic fan. You actually got there first. But what happened this year? So we're not going to go in the past anymore. We're going to go forward. We'll be there next year. Where will you be? I'm asking you, Celtic fan, where are you going to be? All right. You had the best team. You had talent. You had defense. You had a great general manager in Danny Ainge. Great coach. You had athleticism. You had scores. You had defenders. And yet you didn't have enough heart because Miami took it. They took it from you. And then you couldn't show this year. So if you can't defend, not something that you can't defend, then you're really just another player amongst players where we're the Kings this year right now. The Lakers are on top. So that's our burn for the moment. But but let's not forget who's on top right now. 17 total. Another burn I got with the Lake uh, with this with the Clippers. Now we're going to stay with the NBA a little bit. Clippers. Doc Rivers. Coach. Fantastic coach. Fantastic coach. The more I thought about it, Vic, the more I thought about it, I was like, why was he released? Last year, he, he got more out of less. There was no Paul George last year, and there was no Kawhi Leonard. And their team was relevant. Let's go back a little bit. Steve Ballmer, Clipper Nation, Donald Sterling fiasco. Who was, who was at the helm when that happened? That was Doc Rivers. And he really kind of settled things down and made the Clippers relevant with Chris Paul and, and Blake Griffin and, Griffin and DeAndre Jordan and then the this lob city, make them relevant. I believe he deserves a pass this year. And so I couldn't, I, the more I think about it, the more I think about it, why did the Clippers fire him? No, Clippers, I think, again, with leadership, Steve Ballmer, if you're at the helm and you're listening to the players, then you're going to have failed, you're going to have a failed program all, all, all the way through. Doc was not the problem. And if you're listening to the players, then you're the problem, Steve Ballmer. 
So Steve Ballmer, I'm gonna give you a C, C grade on this firing. Really, there's probably give you an F actually in, in retrospect because Doc should still be in Clipperland. It's not his fault. And we're gonna talk about coaches later on. Coaches coach, players play. And so the players couldn't bring it together. No. Steve Ballmer, you, you messed up on this one. Congratulations, Doc Rivers. You landed in, in, uh, in, in Philadelphia with the 76ers. Congratulations on that. Uh, uh, what is it? Stan Van Gundy, new hire with the New Orleans Pelicans today. Congratulations to him. Those are a couple of my NBA burns. But, but leadership, we talk about leadership and organization. Clippers failed again on this, on this time. Your thoughts, sir? Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, I think a lot of the coaches should have a pass this year, unless you're just bowling, unless you're just, you know, a horrible coach. Again, you got to look at Doc Rivers' DNA, championship caliber. Yeah. This this year's a throwaway. And so I think, again, they rushed the judgment. But, again, I talked about last week. That's the difference between being a pretender and a contender. The Clippers yes. are the JV team. Lakers are varsity. And when you start making yes. irrational, emotional decisions – and not allowing a team to to gel and allow uh, Doc Rivers to get his system in place, not just his system of the X's and O's, but how do I galvanize this team? Again, Paul George had been on, what, two other teams prior to, be, used to being the, uh, the number one guy. Kawhi hasn't really had to be in a leadership role or that expectation of him to be the vocal leader, and you're in a large market of L.A. So looking at those diverse personalities that Doc was going to have to inherit, and only giving him one year that was obviously shortened and the complexity with COVID. I, I think that, again, that was unfair, uh, poor leadership decision, uh, and then not even having a successful succession plan. Because how long do you take now to hire the right coach? I know they got Tyron Lue, but again, his his DNA uh, championship caliber is because he had the, 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 the Cavaliers when uh, LeBron won. And again, so I, I don't know how much Tyron Lue has been proven in in that regard uh but i again i doc got the bad end of this one he got the bad end of this one i'm happy for black hire doc still was able to recycle show up in in philadelphia we got tyron Lou, another black hire okay all right so i'm gonna give you a pass with the hire uh steve bomber but i think you screwed up if you're listening to the players because this is what happens with star driven leagues the stars are going to get special treatment and then there's going to be the, as Shaq would call them, the others. Um, but that's enough for that, for the NBA rant. Uh, L.A., we love the party. <laughs> L.A., we love the party. The Dodgers are in the, in the dance, y'all. <laughs> and so we're celebrating. Uh, we had a fantastic game last night. Kershaw was on the mound. Gave me, what, five and, five and a third? Or give me, did he give me six? Did he give me a six, yeah, six innings? And so, okay. yeah. Yeah. So, thank you, Kershaw. And so, um, how did we get here? How did we get here? My take is if you're not a baseball fan, this is how we got here. Two grueling championship series. We had the Astros against the Rays, and then we had uh, the Dodgers against the Braves. And really, nobody saw a seven game series in either case. Astros were down 3-0, and they came back and actually made the series uh, uh, very competitive. And then the Dodgers were down 3-1, and they had to come back and just did, did what they did. 
actually executed the better plays and just got enough pitching out of their uh, uh, starters and bent and pin to uh, prevail in the end. So now we're down to the Rays, who have never been to the championship series or the World Series. And then we got the Dodgers, 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 Dodgers. Vic, I know you have something you want to share with this, with our fan base and our audience about the Dodgers. Please, by all means, sir, the mic is yours. Hey, I, I, last week this time, I was nervous. <laughs> I like Dave Roberts. I was concerned that the team just was not responding. I, I'm a believer in Dave Roberts. While some ask for his head on a stick, I say you still have to be a great coach and a great leader to get to seven uh, the championships or at least seven uh, league level championships and to get to the world series in the last four years, three times the last four years. So I was very nervous, but again, players play coaches, coach players, win, coaches lose. That's what they say. However, we got to give credit today because in that last series, you're down three, one. Now you have to motivate, galvanize, inspire your team. These, these team of millionaires, these team, who, these team of players that have endorsement deals and say, this matters. This trophy matters. Every night that we're going to go out for those next four games, we're going to be elimination games. So I hear about players executing, but he had to put together a plan. He had inspired them to say they can do this. They have not been battle tested this year. So to face the, the exit, to face elimination for those last three games, and he inspired them. That says a lot about him because not only did they not quit on they they performed. They they went above and beyond. So very excited how they closed out that series because now that shows the league that these this team is not that same team of years past. We're gritty. We're hungry. We're battle tested. So going to the uh, game one of the World Series where Kershaw pitched. I love Kershaw. Again, I'm a Dodger fan, but I'm also a realist. I was scared. Which Kershaw is going to show up? Is he okay? <laughs> you know, how long does Dave put trust in him? Which, again, goes to his leadership of saying, I trust you. You're my ace. I know you've had hard times and been uh, experienced challenges every time on the stage, but I trust in you to a fault where he's saying, we're going to ride this together. If you go down, I go down. And he put him out there. And like any great leader, you believe in your and your, your player, you believed in your teammate, and he went out there and delivered. It was it was vintage Kershaw. And I mean, just Dylan. And I and I and again that first inning, I said, uh-oh, here we go. <laughs> here we go. This is this is stressful. He's got a couple of people on base. Oh, come on. Come on, man. And got him Kershaw. Yes. <laughs> so to see that and to see those bats rally, great. And I tell you right now. Another uh, another burn to Boston fan, but this time I want to thank you. I want to thank you, Boston Red Sox, that you didn't see enough promise in Mookie Betts that you say, you know what, we're not going to pay the man. So thank you on behalf of Dodger Nation because he yes. is performing. He oh, is my goodness. like a reincarnation of, they said last night, the commentator said he is the LeBron James of baseball. So to see that we got this caliber of player to take us here and take us to this next level, I am so excited. I'm excited to see game two. I, again, I, I, I'm, I'm rooting for Dave Roberts. This is his year. He's got to do it. But, again, 
Uh, I, I think the excuses are, have to be thrown out because they did get the championship. But I'd still like to see him come back next year. But if he wins this championship, he goes down to Dodger lore, and I, he could be there. He could write his own ticket. And Dave, I trust. Okay. I, he, he knows more than I will ever learn. He has forgotten more than I will ever learn. Dave Roberts, the, the decisions to who to pitch, when to pitch, when to bat, who's going to play the field, and he has interchangeable parts. Uh, I, I will second guess you, yes, Dave, but because I'm a fan and I want things to happen a particular way or at least be able to understand. But you don't have to ask me. Matter of fact, you don't consult me, but you're doing things and making it happen. To Kiki Hernandez, when is he going to bat, hits the home run? Putting the steel sign on for Mookie last night. You're talking about Mookie Betts and signing that $300-plus million deal. My goodness, a contract extension. I, I saw him last night still second, and I saw him still third. And you know what I thought? I thought about Vince Coleman and Willie McGee of the St. Louis Cardinals years ago. It was a, it was a throwback. It was a throwback. Speed kills and it compresses the defense and they have to then therefore account for a base runner. And then you got to where's the ball going to be hit? Is he a left handed hitter? Is it a right handed hitter? Where's the ball hit? Are we going to get smoky? And then it was an infield hit. Ball hit to the first baseman and he scores on an infield hit. Fielder's choice. So Mookie, I, I love what he's done. And what you're saying is Dave Roberts uh, knows his personnel. You know, KYP, is that know your personnel? And he knows his personnel. And he is loyal. It's clear. He is very loyal. You want a leader who knows his people, knows when to coddle, knows when to yell, pull, situational. To me, he's very situational. And I couldn't say this a couple years ago as a, a, a Laker fan. I, I second-guessed him. But right now, Dave, whatever you do and whatever you decide to do, you're proven to, to uh, get it done. And the players have found to follow your lead. You don't get uh, uh, rattled. Everybody just were down 3-1 in the previous series and they came to play. And, 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 and Vic, to your point, they executed without nervousness. Remember the, the short hit to, um, to Turner and he doubled up on third base, just executed more plays than the Braves did. And so look at us now. And think about the pressure that's been on the Dodgers all year. It's Expected to be here. They are expected to be here. So now I'm like, okay, there's an expectation, Lakers, Dodgers, who can perform? And we know about pressure. Pressure does burst pipe, but they don't seem to be succumbing to this pressure, and they seem to be excelling at this particular point in time. I'm talking about the Dodgers now. Lakers already did their thing. So I don't know who's pitching tonight, uh, game two tonight, and I expect if they – the bats show up. It won't matter necessarily who's pitching because uh, the, the defense is there and the bats are there. The offense is there and we can we should be able to show. Uh, but outstanding take. Uh, I love your take on, on Dave Roberts. The last thing that I want to say about the Dodgers, I am tired of the 1998 Kirk Gibson limping around. I'm tired of it. Nin I said 98. I apologize. It was 88. 1988, when he limped around, hit that home run, that was the last time that the Dodgers did anything worth anything. That was the last time they actually won the World Series. So these guys, none of these guys, who was born even at that time in 88? I think Kershaw is about probably the only guy on the, on the, besides Dave who was around at that time who could even remember that. So Dodgers, let's make some new memories.
1988, we will cherish it. It's historical. Now we can make some new memories, Dodgers. Sir, on you. I agree. I, I, I agree. It's time to make new memories. Saying 1988 is no different than talking about the Celtics in 1969. Okay, what have we done lately? So, again, we have got to bring this championship home, especially now. L.A. is title town. And you talk about expectations. The Lakers have created expectations. Clippers had expectations but failed. Dodgers have expectations. they got to close the deal. They have got to close the deal. Because look at those teams that had been able to – had to fight against adversity for hundreds of years. What was it? The Boston Red Sox had a curse. Chicago Cubs had a curse. And they've all won a championship since we won one. So it is time – to deliver the championship back to L.A. for the Dodgers. And, and I already see a couple of the clips that they could highlight. Mookie Betts, uh, the game-saving uh, home run catch he made, or still in home. Cody Bellinger, uh, Bellinger uh, that nice swagger when he swings and he knows it's out the park. I mean, these guys, Kiki. So we have some memories that are being created. We've got to close the deal. But I don't want to overlook the race. The Rays, again, are also uh, battle-tested, and they're serious as well. Uh, I, I still question were they ready for the prime time, considering you're up 3-0 against the Houston Astros in that last series, only to go seven games. So I question, do you have the ability to finish? Do you have the, Because if you go up uh, – if the Dodgers go up 3-0 on you all, it's done. So yeah. I question that side of the Rays' ability to finish, but I don't question their heart because – uh, they got some mean pitching, and and so it will be. Uh, it, it's going to be a, a, a hard fought series. I still expect it to go about six games, but I do see LA winning. But I do not want to overlook the Rays because they had the second best record in the league. So it definitely should be a great series. With the uh, pitching performance of Kershaw last night, uh, do you feel as though he? And before we move on to the NFL, do you feel um, that he excised his demons last night, or? He, there's more to be done on his behalf to uh, to be called respectable in the postseason because we know his record is not so good in the postseason. We know his performance hasn't been so good. His ERA is, I believe, it's over five in the, in, in, the, in the postseason. Did last night excise those uh, postseason demons, in your opinion? I I was told when I was in uniform, one time is a data point, two times an indicator, three times is a trend. He gave us a data point. I like to believe he has exercised his demons, but he has at least one more pitching uh, outing before the end of the series and to see how he shows up. But I'm happy at least for that first, as far as a, a game of confidence or uh, to, to help his confidence. What he did last night was a great data point. I would like to see him become a trend. I, 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 good take, good take. But we have a lot of series left in, in this uh, the World Series. And so, uh, I'll be tuned in tonight, and I'm sure you will be, and we'll be talking some more about the Dodgers at the next, on the next episode of Taking It to the House. As we transition into the NFL, the Monday night game, Cowboys, they laid an egg. The Cowboys laid an egg, and we have talked about the Cowboys, but we haven't talked about the Cowboys enough ad nauseum. So, I mean, I, I was really disappointed in the performance. You see that payroll that they have, and you see that the personnel that they have on offense to include uh, Zeke. Dropping the ball at least two times. And come on, I understand the defense. I understand. I can, I can almost digest the defense. But the offense, uh, ineptitude, if you will, uh, inept. Come on, man. Your thoughts, sir, on the Cowboys. Yeah. I, it, America's team, almost like America's nightmare. 
because right now I don't know what they're doing and why the NFL has a contract to have them on TV every week right now. They need to put those guys on the, you know, some, somewhere down there with the Browns or some of the, the Falcons right now, because they're one Falcons collapse away from being uh, winless. So, I mean, come on, man. You, you Not only that, it shows more about why would you not pay that? That game not only showed how ineptitude that they are as a, as a franchise right now, which is, which is sad to say, because I know it's America's team. But it also showed how valuable Dak Prescott is. There's also a report that went out by Jane Slater who spoke about the, the players are now uh, talking about discontent. Coaches were unprepared. Uh, uh, they're, they're, they don't know what they're doing. So a lot of times uh, issues that happen within the locker room stays within the locker room. When you get to a point where the, the players are now talking to the media openly, you got an issue in, within organizational leadership. You've got an issue. But again, that shows the invaluable uh, uh, tangibles that Dak Prescott has, that, that extended past the field. You're telling me that this man who was able to galvanize his team, lead them, put up great stats, kept them together, and then outside of uh, off the field, also being able to keep them uh, relatively quiet. You never heard this kind of stuff when he was in. So that shows even how more invaluable he is. And I think his value just increased. Pay the man. Jerry Jones. Jerry, look in my eyes, Jerry. Pay the man. He's valuable. Pay the man. What uh, Dak did do, he hit a whole lot of mistakes that you guys had. Pay the man. It's unfortunate. No, I don't blame you for his injury, but pay the man or you're going to lose him. Um, we're going to, Vic, I know that you're a Boston Ravens, no, excuse me, Baltimore Ravens fan. I want you to assess the Baltimore Ravens, but tell me who's your front runner, because I don't believe Baltimore should be at the top of that list. So who's your front runner before we close this, this session out? It, it, it hurts to say. I am a diehard Ravens fan, but I'm also an NFL fan. I'm an NFL fan first before I'm a Ravens fan, and that's why I can watch any game. And, and feel pretty connected to it because I'm an NFL fan. When I look at the body of work, I'm nervous about the Ravens right now because while we can put up points on offense defensively, which normally is not an issue, defensively, we're, we're, we don't seem like we're connecting. We don't seem like we're connecting also offensively uh, last weekend against the Eagles. We have a 24-6 to 6 lead going into the fourth quarter, only for that game to come down to the wire. It's unnecessary. So I'm glad they have a bye this week. Uh, but out of the bye, they're going to play the Steelers. And the Steelers this year are looking great. So right now, yes, you're correct. The Ravens are not my front runner to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl, but they're very close. They're like number two. Right behind the Kansas City Chiefs. It's the Chiefs. Uh, uh, it's the Chiefs ring to lose. They are defending champions. What I do find is interesting about this league this year is that the teams that are uh, above the crop, above the cream, I have played some less than stellar teams. So I really can't wait to see uh, when they actually play some real good teams. I'm glad the Chiefs lost to the Raiders because it starts to a little bit more com uh, competition within in it, in the AFC West, but also humbles them. So I, right now my front runner is the Kansas City Chiefs. And in the NFC, right now, Tampa Bay. Uh, what they did to Aaron Rodgers last week. <laughs> wow. I, you know, I would have said last week it could have been Green Bay, maybe been my front runner. But Tom Brady has had to go against two of the greatest quarterbacks. He's already had to play Drew Brees, and he had to play Aaron Rodgers. That defense has cranked up. 
So right now, Tom Brady is the GOAT. I will defer to him in the NFC. Uh, I do not know. And probably right behind him may be the uh, Seattle Seahawks. Again, I, look, I looked at the records of who they all played. Right now, it's still six games in the, in the year. Um, I, I'm still curious on how things unfold. But those are my two front runners: the uh, Chiefs and Tampa Bay. Yeah, it's still early. It's still so early, but we're going to be prognosticators. We're going to be experts on predicting the future, and we're not good at it, but that's okay. We've got a lot of fandom to do it with, but what I see, uh, believe it or not, I disagree on the AFC side. I believe the Tennessee Titans, actually, by my eye test, are the truth. Uh, with Mike Vrabel as the coach and Derrick Henry as that running back, straight beast mode, and they play the defense. They actually remind me of... Um, Boston, excuse me, the Patriots back in the day with a young Belichick and a young Brady, although uh, Tannehill, he's not Brady by any means, but he's functional. And so uh, I go with Tennessee Titans in the AFC and I agree with you, Seattle. Uh, They don't have the defense, but they got Russell Wilson, who can, again, uh, cover up any blemishes that they have. But uh, those, those are my two picks and we'll see how it unfolds. To your point, it's still early. And let's 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 enjoy the season while we still have it. Yeah, one thing I want to say, I, I do like Tennessee, but this weekend is their test. They play the Steelers. Okay. Both teams undefeated. If the Tennessee Titans are worth their salt and they go up against the Steel Curtain and they close the deal, then I may have to change my, my rankings there because Derrick Henry's a bad dude. He runs with some bad intentions. And he's trying to take some people out. So he's scary. And uh, yeah. what Deion Sanders said years ago, he had to make some business decisions before tackling people. I can see a lot of people make business decisions before tackling Derrick Henry. So he's scary. But I, you know, and, and they're and they're battle tested. So this weekend, uh, Steelers versus the Titans will be a great matchup of undefeated teams. And that will show in Tennessee's for real. It's a game to watch for the weekend. My last comments, stay COVID safe, family. Wear your mask, socially distance, protect yourselves, protect your families. Take care, everyone. Hit us on our Twitter. Take care. Vote, vote, vote. See you all next week. Take it to the house. <laughs>